and welcome to the Point of Care Ultrasound Certification Academy podcast, where we focus on POCUS. Here, we will discuss all things related to Point of Care Ultrasound, the practice, the trends, and its impact on healthcare. Our program will engage thought leaders who are defining global patient care with the stethoscope of the future. James Day, live from the Focus on Pocus Studios. Today, we are talking all the way across the Great Atlantic, across the pond to Africa, Laos, Nigeria, and our honored guest today is Madele Olowoyeyi. She is a radiologist in the Department of Radiation Biology, Radiotherapy, and Radiodiagnosis at the College of Medicine at the University of Lagos. She is also Senior Lecturer, Honorary Consultant at Lagos University Teaching Hospital in Nigeria. She holds a PhD in medical science that she got from the Institute of Medical Science of Toronto, Canada. Additionally, she is a trained diagnostic medical sonographer, and she is certified in emergency medicine point-of-care ultrasound with the Alliance for the Physician Certification Advancement, APCA. She is a doctor of many talents, and we are so glad to have her today. How are you today? Hi, I'm fine. <laughs> good, good. I'm so glad to have you here. It's kind of exciting to be, you know, talking to you from across the pond here. And uh, we are outside uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. And you are a busy physician, so I want to get right to it. <clears throat> so, Dr. Olowoyeyi, I would like to say, <laughs> I know, I know, I'm, I know, I'm not doing your name justice, and you must forgive me. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so Dr. Olo I would like to ask you, how can POCUS, point-of-care ultrasound, be used in your area of specialty, that is to say radiology? Uh, okay, well, as a radiologist, um, I use ultrasound for um, image guidance if we're doing like an image-guided procedure, like an, a biopsy, if you're maybe trying to do an access drainage or um, other sort of interventional radiological procedures. So, uh, well, I guess in radiology, we're sort of comfortable with point-of-care ultrasound, mm-hmm. or rather we're sort of comfortable with the use of ultrasound because, yeah, we've been using it for years, right, before other specialties started trying to use ultrasound for um, um, point-of-care use. So we use it generally, like I said, for interventional procedures, Mm -hmm. and it's um, that's basically (laughs) Though recently, we've also started doing other things like maybe interventional oncology, like tumor ablation, things like that. Sometimes some of those procedures can be done under ultrasound guidance. So we're sort of moving with the, as, as things keep evolving, we keep moving ultrasound to adapt to our needs. Wow. So you're using it for tumor ablation. You're using it almost... No, no, no. Oh. We're, not, we're not doing that. 
we're not doing that here in Lagos, uh-huh. but I'm just saying that generally ultrasound is being used to guide procedures. Oh, absolutely. To guide procedures generally, yes. I see. So you mean something like, uh, you know, the basic uh, internal jugular cannulation or needle-guided procedures and things of that nature? Yes. Do you guys ever use it to place uh, target, uh, maybe like a nuclear medicine study or a radiologist-type interventional invasive procedure? Well, we haven't started using it here, but we're we're working towards that because we know that those are opportunities that we can um, explore. So we're sort of trying to get the setup in place to be able to do that. So that's something we aspire to be able to do here in Lagos, but we're not, at least in my center, we're not currently doing it, but it's something we have as um, as um, a plan, something we have in mind to be able to offer to patients. So, you know, with that question, Dr. Olowoyei, where do you see the technology moving to? Well, point of care ultrasound, I see it becoming accepted by every physician, every um, person that has to attend to patients at the bedside, just like everybody now uses the stethoscope for one thing or the other, it's going to be there as the, as, as the immediate tool that a health provider can use to when, when providing care to a patient. So it's going to keep evolving. It's going to keep getting smaller. It's going to be, keep getting easier to manipulate. And the, it's going to get more accepted by different cadres of healthcare providers. So let me ask you something that's specific to your region. Now, I, I know Lagos, Nigeria is a very modern urban city. But what I'm talking about maybe more in the rural areas of Nigeria. Uh, what are some of the key challenges of using point-of-care ultrasound today in uh, rural Nigeria? Um, the, one of the main challenges is availability of equipment. Mm-hmm. Most of the rural areas where they have ultrasound scanners, they have these old archaic scanners that probably the last time you, you saw them was maybe when you went to an ultrasound museum or something. <laughs> so yeah. people have these old scanners with poor image resolution. And um, with that, they can't really do... They, they do a bit, but it's not as good as it could be. That's for those who have. Then some don't even have access to ultrasound scanners. And in places where you have access to ultrasound scanners, then the, the expertise may not be available. So you may not have someone who is so trained to be able to... Um, properly take images and, you know, arrive at maybe an ultrasound diagnosis of what's going on. So Mm -hmm. that's a challenge. And I know that there's been some initiative where they're trying to provide 
handheld portable scanners for midwives, and they now sort of take images and send electronically to some more experienced um, persons who will now guide them that, oh, maybe what, what you're seeing down there in the lower uterine segment is the placenta. This patient has placenta previa. You can't tell her to deliver vaginally. She has to go to a center where she can have a cesarean section done. So that sort of helps the midwives to know what to do in terms of managing um, patients, obstetric patients. Wow. Uh, Mandalay, that is awesome. So what you're saying is uh, someone could be in the field and uh, have a machine, do a basic first trimester, and then send it maybe by satellite phone or, or and send it wirelessly, maybe internet nearby. And they, a radiologist like, as yourself could read it and then yeah. advise them. Oh, that is incredible. That is great. Do you read any like that? It's part of your no, job? No, okay. it's something, I know that there's a, there's a project going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know the full details of the project, but I know that there's a project being sponsored by, um, uh, I'm not quite sure now which organization, but I, I know it's in collaboration with GE, mm-hmm. and they're trying to provide these handheld ultrasound scanners to um, rural areas across the country. And they're trying to see if they can use that model to improve care for pregnant women in places that um, um, ultrasound, w- regular ultrasound facilities are not readily available. Wow, that's pretty, that's a great application of point of care ultrasound. So, you know, do you, uh, do you have any tips for maybe others, either in your region or globally, who are first starting to learn point of care today? Do you have any tips for them? Well, if learning point of care ultrasound, I think that if, it's, if a formal training program is available, I'll suggest that such a person should enroll in a formal training program. Mm-hmm. But I know that currently there are not so many formal training programs in point of care ultrasound. You have ultrasound schools, but most of them just teach you, take the protocols, these are the pathology. They don't really sort of take you to the next level in terms of point of care ultrasound. But I know that as time goes on, there'll be more schools that would offer that kind of training or more programs that would offer that kind of training. Here in Lagos, we're trying to put together a program for point-of-care ultrasound that will sort of provide um, training for emergency physicians, critical care physicians, um, those in obstetrics and gynecology. And just the, the, um, the, the... Areas that right now we have a pressing need for point-of-care ultrasound. So I'll suggest that someone who wants to get into point-of-care ultrasound should enroll in such a program if available. Now, if such a program is not available, I'll suggest that such a person should identify someone who is skilled in point-of-care ultrasound and sort of shadow the person, observe, Mm -hmm. and um, sort of, yeah, get useful feedback 
because it's important to learn things the right way the first time. It's always better that way rather than trying to unlearn something that has been um, that, that has been learned wrongly, if I may say. So that that would be my advice for anyone who wants to get into point of care ultrasound to learn and learn it properly. Well, you would know because I noticed that you are also a diagnostic medical sonographer, and that's typically for sonographers. That's much more detailed uh, exam and training versus uh, doing a point of care ultrasound, where it's you know trying to make just a clinical decision. So you know the difference between the two. Yeah, the reason why I'm saying it should be a more formal training is that I'm a radiologist, right? right. And I hear people. And I see it happen where someone will come and say, oh, we did a scan and we saw this. And they'll come up with one very um, grave sort of diagnosis. Uh-huh. And when you now, when they now send the patient to you as a tertiary, as the person in the tertiary center, and you do the scan, you find out that there's really nothing there. Mm. So it might be that maybe the person turned the transducer the wrong way, angled it the wrong way or something, and was seeing something that wasn't there. And now this critically ill patient has to get transported to to a, a tertiary center when it wasn't necessary. So it's important to learn properly so that these kind of things don't happen. Another thing is that it's also important to learn properly so that one can sort of take images that can be, if you want to, if you say a patient has a particular problem now and you want to take an image representative of that pathology, if you're not really um, skilled or trained in terms of image acquisition, you may not be able to take a representative image and as they say, ultrasound is operator dependent. So whatever you say is in that image, everyone is going to believe you if you don't. Well, not that they're going to believe you, but it's your word against theirs, right? Mm-hmm. If they can't see what you're saying, you saw there, they're just going to say, okay, well, you say you saw it there, but I guess we're going to have to do it again because the image you have doesn't, we're not convinced looking at the image you have that what you said you saw there is what was there. So then the patient has to have another scan. So I think it's important for people to learn how to do it properly, even though all they're just doing is taking a tiny peek at the the, um, part of the body they're interested in. But it's still important to know how to do that properly. That's awesome. Madele Olowoyei, a radiologist in Laos, Nigeria. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking the time to be here on today's show, podcast. It is an honor to have you, a brilliant physician, on our podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast, Focus on Pocus. Be sure to tune in with us next week for more interviews with thought leaders that are on the forefront of global point-of-care ultrasound.
The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are the views and opinions of the guests and not those of Intelios. This podcast is for information purposes only.